Studios, the home of high-powered, high-voltage motion picture entertainment. We're taking motion picture excitement over the edge and your box office over the top. There were cinemas out there that needed to be filled with something, and that's what Canon did. Really what they made was whatever they could put together that had an actor in it that had a name that they could pre-sell. Hello, welcome, welcome to episode 14, 14 of the High Five Download Podcast. Um, this Today's topic is actually a listener-suggested topic. We were planning on having a guest for this show and kind of had to reschedule, so we were kind of scrambling for Just something delayed. to... Yeah. So next episode, we'll have a guest and a new topic that will be revealed at that time. But uh, we were kind of scrambling for a topic, and I decided to check the old uh, inbox from the High Five Download podcast <laughs> at Gmail, and we actually had a listener-suggested topic, so we decided to roll with it. Long-time it, listener. Yeah, I don't know. the H.S. Thomas. H.S. Thomas from California. Um, says, hey, guys, been digging the podcast. <laughs> I got an idea for a show. Have you guys seen Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of Canon Films? It's on Netflix, and it's great. How about top five canon films as a topic? What do you guys think? Well, I had seen that movie, and I texted Demi. I had seen that movie. Demi had seen the movie as well. So I actually rewatched it just to get a little bit motivated for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not familiar with uh, canon films and you have Netflix, I highly recommend it's a good movie. This just documentary. Even if you like, you know, behind the scenes of like Hollywood and how Hollywood works, that's a great documentary to check out. Yeah. You know. And it's like super fast paced and like well edited and mm-hmm. just it's entertaining. Production level, yeah, production is really good. Whoever yeah. did whoever directed it. Very it's yeah. uncanon like in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. And the interview and it's funny too. It's it's yeah. funny. It's like the rise and fall of this, you know, eighties. Well, actually, I think they started like in yeah, the early 70s. early 70s. It was started by these two Israeli guys who were cousins. Yeah. Um, and they basically um, moved to Hollywood and mm-hmm. to make it. And yeah. uh, they kind of their films were kind of, I'd say, genre movies mostly for the most part. Yeah, um, action movies. Action movies. Yeah. Um, they they would pre-sell these these movies based right. on. A loose script and like yeah. a star attached. Yeah, they, usually, they definitely had like a formula on how yes. they were going to make these movies, market them, and then make money. Basically. Yeah, and I mean the whole deal was make them on the cheap, yep. try to make your money back, yep. at, and then on to the next project. Cheap, so, fast. Yeah, yeah, cheap, fast, and um, like kind of like fast food for movies. Yes, that know? is a great analogy. <laughs> That's totally not a lot of uh, nutrition in there, but you know you're going to get a little sugar rush yeah. when you watch the movie. <laughs> so I mean, I googled the list. There's a Wikipedia that has all the canon films, and yeah. it's like huge. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's and, a long list, and it's a, and a lot of these movies I'm looking through, and I've and from the documentary stuff I saw back in the '80s when it came out mm-hmm. on home video, HBO, or etc. And so I based my list on. 
what I remember these movies, how I remember these movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I only rewatched one of them um, <laughs> over the weekend. I rewatched one of them, but it was almost by accident. It was just happened to be on like HBO or something. And nice. I was like, oh, I, I didn't even know it was a canon movie. Nice. Until like I saw the, the, the logo and I had to like kind of like, wait a minute, they didn't mention this in the documentary. And then I learned later on, I was like, oh, they just helped with distribution. Yeah, they would, they would, they. As the documentary revealed later on, they had like they'd make these deals with major studios to like distribute some of these films and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I guess we'll get into that if some of ours are on that list. So I don't know, man. Demi, you want to start us off? Sure. What's your number five? My number five film. My number five canon film is one of those movies that was originally. Well, actually, I think they did produce this one. Um, It was called The Company of Wolves. And oh, it was directed wow. by Neil Jordan, who would go on to direct uh, The Crying Game and Interview with a Vampire. Um, came out it was an early. It was an, most of these are '80s movies. Yeah, <laughs> Company of Wolves, I think, was 1985, sure. um, and it was it was based on a book that was kind of about it was like a dark fantasy book, kind of like a Red Riding Hood. You know, it had obviously it had to, had to do with like werewolves. It was like a bunch of like stories told by the granny from Little Red Riding yeah, Hood. Yeah, um, Angela Lansbury. Right? Yeah, it was Angela Lansbury. <laughs> it was good. It was a good production. Um, as far as like canon films go, it had a good director. It was only a second movie. Um, Anton First, who would later go on to do the production design for Tim Burton's Batman, and he'd win wow. the Academy Award. That was one of his first movies. Anton First's first movies. Um, and like the even like the, the the effects and stuff for like the werewolves was done really was pretty good. I've never seen this film, but I remember seeing the VHS box cover and like the box covers. all the time, and it was amazing. It's yeah. like has this like yeah. I'll wolf, let you describe it. Wolf literally coming out of a woman's mouth. No, I it's think? a guy's a guy's mouth. mouth. It's like mid transformation. Yeah, as he's turning, and it's the, like the, coming the wolf out. Comes and out I remember his... the box. The back box had like a creepy image on the back too. And I always one of those movies I always wanted to watch. Never saw it. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of that, that's that, that's what's funny about it because when the movie was finished, Cannon wanted to market it as a straight horror film. And so that's why the box cover looks like that. It's pretty. Hor- I mean, it's pretty horrific if you like look at it because it's like this this dog nose coming out of this dude's mouth and he's like it's clearly like his mouth has like been yeah, like it's, you know stretched it's out. It's memorable. Yeah, it's memorable. It's memorable and scary because it's supposed to be. And so that's how Canon marketed the movie. Um, but it's not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie at all. It's like a dark version of Labyrinth or something like that, you know. And so I mean it has some horror moments, I guess. Yeah. But it's really it's a quiet sort of like fantasy movie, something like Neil Gaiman would write or something. Um, it's very British in its production. Uh, I mean, it's melodramatic and things like that. Uh, and so if you're like getting this movie to think you're going to watch like this crazy slasher werewolf movie, you're going to be extremely disappointed. And I guess that was the problem when the movie was released is because Canon, all the commercials, all the stuff was straight horror movie and it was nothing like that. And so that's kind of what happened. That's kind of why it failed. And so one of the guys from Canon was like, what am I going to do with this? Oh, okay, it's just a horror. I'm going to say it's a horror movie. And that kind of led to its failure and, you know, all that stuff. So, Yeah, I got to ch- I gotta watch that one. I got to check it out for sure. My number five is a movie I saw a lot back in the day on HBO, 1987's Over the Top, starring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. And they, Stallion. They talk about this in the documentary, basically. Like, they sure do. They wanted, you know, they had a primary, like, their movies were the action movies were either Chuck Norris or Charles Bronson. Yep. And they wanted to go next level and get like a real big action star. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. they 
like approached Stallone. He's like, no way. And then they find, they ended up paying him twelve million dollars. Yeah, and then like he's they, like, the highest paid they ever yeah, paid a star for yeah, a movie. Yeah, and he's like, okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> it's basically it's like the Rocky story. It's a generic story of the underdog, except for the sport is arm wrestling. <laughs> It's and, Rocky uh, with arm wrestling. Yeah, it's Rocky with arm wrestling. <laughs> and uh, God, it's it's great. It's so cheesy and yeah, terrible yeah. and awesome. It, it, in and a world where arm wrestling is like as big as boxing in terms of like there's like this whole event, this uh, championship yeah. event that yeah. people come to from all over the world to compete. Yeah. And to be the number this, one arm wrestler in the world. Yeah. And there's this father-son story. He's like. That's he's been a shoehorned truck, in. Yeah. He's a truck driver. And yeah. he, he's supposed to reconnect with his son. Because the mom's dying of cancer, so they go on a little <laughs> road trip to, you know, go go see her actually, and, oh, yeah, and she ends right. up dying before they get there. And yeah, and yeah. Uh, he teaches the son how to arm. But wrestle. yeah, he teaches the son how to arm wrestle. He arm wrestles like a bully at the gas station. Yeah, yeah at the arcade or something. Yeah, yeah. At the gas station. Yeah. But the best part is when Stallone goes to arm wrestle. He turns his hat around backwards, <laughs> That's, and it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. he becomes this machine. <laughs> And uh, he has this kind of over the top move, move, yeah, where he kind of like repositions his hand. I don't know; it's hard to you got to watch. Which is why it's called over the top. Yeah, and it's an actual arm wrestling. And then he goes over the top. (laughs) I just think it's hilarious. Spoiler alert! Another hilarious thing about that movie is Stallone's character Lincoln Hawk. His son is named Mike Hawk. Nice. I don't know if that was like. Probably not intentional. <laughs> not intentional, but because you know, canon films were never written yeah. that smart yeah, or clever. Exactly. So, but uh, that's pretty hilarious. But anyways, of course, w- his name last name would be Hawk. Yeah, know? exactly. So that I guess it was a twenty-five million dollar budget with you know almost half of that going to going to Stallone. Stallone, and it only made sixteen at the box yeah. office. So it's kind of a flop, obviously. Yeah. Yep. And, and not the only Stallone movie that yeah. that Cannon would do. No. As we might find out later. As we might find out later, yes. <laughs> nice. All right, my number four is another one of those uh, Cannon movies that th- they try to go next level. So this is called Life Force. Aha, uh-huh, that's my number four as well. So let's <laughs> oh, nice. talk about right, Life Force. Cool, let's do this. All right, uh, so this was um, directed by Tobe Hopper? Is that Toby it? Hooper. Toby Hooper. Okay. Yeah. I knew I was going to get Chainsaw that wrong. Chainsaw Massacre director. Guy who directed the first original Chainsaw Massacre and the sequel there. But mm-hmm. it was his first deal. I think he signed a three-picture deal with Canon. Mm-hmm. Um, and they saw this as kind of like um, – it was a science fiction horror movie written by the guy that wrote the screenplay for Alien, Dan yes. O'Dowd? Yep. Dan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, and it was based on a book called Space Vampires. Yeah. Which the Canon producers didn't like that name because they thought they thought it was too cheesy. <laughs> so they changed it to Life Force. Um, as you could probably guess, the movie's about yeah. space vampires. Naked female naked space vampires. Yeah, very naked. Lots very naked, of which is yes. another canon staple. Action, naked, yes. you know. Nudity. Nudity, yeah. Yeah, and I do this is another one I caught on. <laughs> cable back in the day, Cinemax shows yeah. on HBO one of them. Yeah, like what I we'd watch this when my sleeping over at my cousin's house when my aunt, aunt and uncle would go to bed. Yeah. Okay, let's put on Life Force because yeah. we knew like you know pretty soon we'd see like boobs. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and some crazy and some crazy like you special know effects. special effects and stuff. And can spent a lot of money on this movie because they thought like okay this is going to be our alien or our predator or that kind of like we can start a franchise with this. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, no, I twenty five million didn't really do pulled that. in eleven at the box office. Yeah, so, yeah. well, because one of the crazy things was is that they released it on the same day as Cocoon, the Ron Howard movie, the really? Ron Howard science fiction movie, which was you know a feel good science fiction yeah. movie starring you know Steve Gutenberg and 
And you had these two, and then you, so you had the choice between Cocoon and Life Force. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a hell of a double feature. It would. You know? like, it would make that happen. Somebody, but that also Midnight led revival. to its uh, kind of, you know, it's sort of like downfall too. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, so that was my number four as well, and I definitely remember seeing that as a kid. And it was kind of scary because you know the the well, space no. vampires kill people pretty brutally. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, it, it, it had it had the, some crazy special effects, like people getting their life, which is why it's called life force. They get the vampires suck out your life the force, life out of them, yeah. but. The way it's shown is like, I mean, you get like your almost your skin taken off yeah, and, and like you're so, all you're, shriveled up. Yeah, with a, almost like a skeleton. But yeah, with still yeah. Skin when they're, on when they're done with you. Yeah, I mean, the special effects were pretty cool in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those that's been released, re-released. I think you know on Blu-ray now by right some of these revival right. companies. Well, and, the, and you can tell that they that movies. they put you know they put some thought into it. Well, Canon hoped anyway because they had oh we have the guy who wrote Alien and we have the guy who directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So this is going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. And to- Toby Hopper. Yeah. Had also directed well co-directed Poltergeist yeah. by that time too. Yeah. So they thought they were getting a you know win-win. Yeah. And yeah, it stars a young Patrick Stewart who still doesn't have hair wow. when he's in Life Force. <laughs> wow. Wow. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great. Um, so yeah, just a, and it's a weird. I mean, yeah, you could go back and watch it, and and it's still watchable. I guess it's it's, yeah, for sure. Bad, bad being good. Yeah, you know? it's definitely most of these movies are. Yeah, so bad it's good. <laughs> so bad they're good or um, but awesomely bad. Yeah, maybe. awesomely bad. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, nice number four. All right, sweet tie. So that was my four. Yeah, number tie. Tie. Uh, what do you have for number three? All right, I have a uh, Highlander. Oh, nice. So this is... Uh, one of their better ones, actually. One of their better ones. This is one of those where Canon just helped distribute it. They had nothing to do with the production. Which oh, is no wonder. probably <laughs> why it's one of their better films. Uh, the original Highlander, um, for those who don't know, was kind of a... More of a fan... The first one was more of a fantasy movie. And later on, it became more sci-fi fantasy. And the sequels kind of screwed it up. Um, starring, uh, I think, Sean, Sean Connery and... Uh, the, the guy who plays the Highlander. Uh, what is his name? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. He was in like Lambert. a normal... Lambert. Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Christopher yeah. Lambert. Yeah. Um, Lambert. They just... I mean, you know, Highlander... They kind of just basically stuck their logo on it uh, and distributed it, you know, around the country. And, you know, they had the distribution rights. And it was... Uh, I don't think it was... It was wasn't considered a flop, but I think it later on it became a huge cult movie. Yeah, and it's definitely a cult sequels movie. Lots and of cult TV shows. Sure. And I think they're going to try and remake it, too. And... Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's one of those movies that, you know, found its audience after it was it left the theaters. But yeah. it's it's a good movie. It's really good. It's really great. I recommend it. You know, it's a grim fantasy movie um, that, yeah, you know. spawned other sequels and mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. TV show. and Yeah. It was something that, like, you know, I think it was canon was lucky to <laughs> be yeah. a part of. And, yeah, they really And was... they were, even though they weren't really a part of it, they it's funny that they didn't, like, kind of, like, as far as like all the movies they made, they had a movie with Sean Connery in it and they didn't do more to put themselves like, oh, this is our canon movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a good thing they didn't. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. That's my number three. Number three, okay. My number three is a part three. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) Canon released a film called Enter the Ninja. Oh, yeah. And then they... (laughs) They love those. They made uh, Revenge of the Ninja. Nakedness, ninjas. Yes. And Charles Bronson. And so the third part of this ninja trilogy is called Ninja 3, The Domination. And <laughs> has nothing to do with the previous two ninja movies. <laughs> nope. nope. Um, the synopsis here is a telephone line woman who teaches aerobics class oh. is possessed by an evil <laughs> spirit of a fallen ninja when coming 
to his aid. The spirit seeks mm-hmm. revenge on those who killed him and uses the female instructor's body to carry out his mission. <laughs> the only way the spirit will leave the aerobics body is through combat with another ninja. Right, right. So right. Um, a little bit of mysticism. I heard in about there. this movie just by like people saying how awesomely bad it is, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. I actually downloaded it and watched it and watched some of the scenes on YouTube and it's it's ridiculous and hilarious. And the, the best part is... So bad it's good. Yeah, for sure. And the best part is when she's fighting as the ninja, it's obviously not her and it's obviously not even a woman <laughs> stunt double. It's, you know, and then they'll cut back and then she takes off the mask. And, yeah. And it, yeah. Um, the actress, her name Lucinda Dickey, she was mm-hmm. actually in... Cannons. She's, uh, she'll be coming up. She'll yeah, be coming yeah. Up. She'll be coming up again on this list. So <laughs> there's a reason she was a fitness instructor in the yeah, movie. Yeah, and there's a reason that they're like, oh, we've used her before, so yeah. let's yeah. Uh, use her again. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I recommend just, like, Google it on all the ninja movies. Google, Google it on do yourself you. a favor. Yeah, just you know. And I do. Looking back, I remember seeing quite a few of those on like Sunday afternoon. 31 or one of these yeah. channel 20 TV sh- right, shows right. that just showed um ninja movies, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and they're not like, they look so d- different than like the classic ninja movies mm-hmm. from like, you know, the seventies or whatnot. These are obviously eighties mm-hmm. and uh, oh, yeah. they There's have no doubt ri- ridiculous kills <laughs> and it's, it's great. Yeah, but it's, yeah, so I recommend uh, at least watch like a B-reel or a B-roll of like on YouTube of all yeah. the highlights of highlights this movie because they're they're out there. There's people, yeah, people, people put those make together. a super cuts of these things and stuff. <laughs> and so, anyways, part number three, Ninja Three, yeah, number the three, Domination. Three. So that's a good segue into my number two. We're gonna go. With, we're gonna stick with the star of American or not American Ninja, but Ninja Three, yeah. Domination. Uh, Susan Ledecky, Ledecky was that her name? <laughs> what was her name? Lucinda. Dickey. Lucinda. Yeah, whatever. And my number two is Breaking. Yeah, the the classic canon film. I think it came out in like nineteen eighty four, eighty yeah, three. Yeah, um, which was just basically about uh, a young fitness instructor, aerobics instructor, who decides to get into the world of breakdancing and hip hop, and to save a community center. That might have been part two, but anyway. Yeah, I think that is part two. <laughs> Let's just call it the breaking. The original. Let's, let's pretend break. they're both one movie. Okay, so. <laughs> We're breaking to Electric Boogaloo, which everyone uses now as like a, a term catchphrase, for catchphrase yeah. for a bad sequel or a cheesy and sequel. The name of the movie, we and the name of the that documentary. This whole yeah. thing, yeah, um, yeah. Breaking, starring uh, Boogaloo Shrimp as Turbo, yeah. one of the dancers. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, I, I was a bigger. Canon was trying to also rush this into production because there was another movie coming out called Beach Street, yeah, which was about East Coast, you know, break dancing mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Which I actually prefer because it, you know it's just it's a better movie. But. Yeah, <laughs> but Breaking is a classic. You have to admit it's yeah. Uh, it's it's. This was one of the times where he kind of caught lightning in a bottle as far as like pop culture goes, and they mm-hmm. actually this was one of their hits that they it made was. a lot of money off of. Yeah. that wasn't a loss or a bomb, and Mm-mm. you know so. Obviously, it wasn't one of those that they had to pay a huge amount of money to make. There wasn't a lot of special effects in it, you know. And you can tell there are just yeah, there's just long scenes of like. Individual per of individual yeah, person just dancing. Like, how in a room. can we make up a story around right, this fad right. called breakdancing? Yeah, <laughs> basically that's it. That's it. So yeah, that's basically what they did. And it's like basically like a white girl shows up into the hood and mm-hmm. you know is able to unite all the breakdancers. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's my number two. Number the two, the breaking. All right. Well, broke. my number two is 
None other than Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Part 2. And this was, I think, the second movie on the Toby mm-hmm. Hooper yep. uh, deal, three-picture deal yep. he made with them. And uh, it's totally a really strange black comedy, really. Yeah. It's not at all like he, the first Texas Chainsaw. He turned it around. Yeah. It's it's like campy. Mm-hmm. It's super gory. It's, which he, he which is what I guess he yeah, wanted to hard, do. Yeah, because there's hardly any blood in the first one. First yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. For as brutal it's more, as it is. Yeah, and it's it's more psychological. And yeah. It's, yeah. The fear it's fear based. It's not mm-hmm. gore based or anything. So yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Two was just totally out there. It's it's bizarre. Starring it's, Dennis Hopper. Stars Den- Dennis Hopper plays the. I guess he's the uncle of two of the victims from the first from movie. The first movie, yeah. The Franklin, the wheelchair guy, and um, the woman that's the final girl who survives, mm-hmm. I guess. So he's kind of like out for revenge. Right. Against the cannibal family right. and whatever. Leatherface. And, yeah. And I mean, it's kind of famous for that. Uh, the Chop Top character, too, played by Bill Mosley. He's, yep. he's, he's that. They like Primus sampled that part. Yeah. Dog wheel hunt. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, from that move, from this yeah, movie. A lot of samples from that movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's a bizarre piece of pop culture. I mean, the 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 movie poster or the the poster art of it is like a. They kind of used the Cannibal Family. They recreated the Breakfast Club movie Breakfast poster. poster. Yeah, where they're all kneeling together, <laughs> yeah, in the same the guy, poses. Yeah, as with, the Breakfast Club, the Cannibal f- and, Killer Family, and it was meant to be as like a you know, it's it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's a joke. literally a pun. Yeah, but it's lots a pun, of people yeah. were confused by this. They were like, "What?" The, you know, they were expecting right. They're expecting to see horror. Yeah, you know? horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was yeah, weird, absurd, yeah. absurdist kind, kind of kind of awesomely bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I, th- I think that's what he intended to make. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that the 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 canon guys were like they felt betrayed or something. Yeah, they're like, we gave you this money to make the sequel to this movie that you made that was incredible, and you gave us I don't even know what you gave us. You gave us this bright colored, you know, sort of weirdly funny. Like, why is it even funny? Like, yeah. why is killing funny and gore yeah. funny? You know, and maybe it's a little ahead of its time. It's very eighties though. Yeah, very oh yeah, eighties. Yeah. You know? Whereas I think you know just. Everything about the original Texas Chainsaw is just pure 70s, you know. Hmm, that's so, interesting. I don't know. That's just my take. Kind but it, it's, it's enjoyable, and I put a part two at number two, <laughs> kind of just going with that. And uh, it's one of those I remember watching as a kid, too. And it was kind of – I didn't know what to think of it, actually, back then, because I'd never really seen horror comedy that right. graphic. Well, that's, that's what know? I meant by, like, being ahead of its time is yeah. that, you know, like, what – well, yeah, what is what am I supposed to make of this? You yeah. Know, why am I laughing? It's funny, but should I be laughing? Yeah. It's kind of scary too, but yeah. 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 That's one I got to revisit too, you know. I haven't seen it in years and years mm-hmm. and years and years. So. Yeah, and they just and they keep trying to remake Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre by taking by taking it to a darker place, you know, like trying to get it back to the original grittiness. Yeah. And the guy who who directed the first one was like, "No, nah, I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to yeah. turn it around." You know. Which is so funny. It's so strange, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. So my number one for the top five canon films is uh, Masters of the Universe. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, based on the He-Man cartoon yeah. and toys mm-hmm. that came out in the 80s, um, this was... They somehow scored the license to yeah, make a live-action movie. Because canon was at, this was at their height after they had, you know, after they had hits like um, Delta Force and... Uh, the one that we mentioned earlier, and so they had money to break spend in, the break, break in movie franchise. So they bought they bought the He Man franchise from Hasbro, I think. Or no, sorry, I'm sorry, Mattel, Mattel. Mattel. Um, and they set about you know trying to do like a you know, they were trying to cash in on uh, you know Return of the Jedi, science fiction fantasy, you know genre, and starring Dolph Lundgren as as He Man, 
um, which I guess famously when uh, Special Stallone was still doing movies with Cannon, he visited the set and he told the director when he saw that Dolph Lundgren was starring, he's like, you're, you're going to give that guy lines? Because it was just, you know, Dolph Lundgren was this, you know. Was this before or after Rocky IV? I, I wonder. think it was after Rocky IV. Yeah. It was after Rocky IV. And so, um, yeah, sometimes you can't understand what Dolph Lundgren's saying, but, I mean, he doesn't really That's happen. one of those I, I vaguely remember watching as a kid, and I just remember <laughs> thinking, like, this isn't He-Man, man. Everything right. looks so different. It was different. completely different. Than, I mean, it wasn't uh, as bad as, like, the Super Mario live-action movie right, as, no. as far as not being true to the source material, but... It's, it's like they didn't have the money or the special effects to do a full He-Man yeah, movie. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how are we going to sort of simplify this? Oh, they get trapped on Earth. Yeah. Like every other science fiction movie. Uh, yeah, they get yeah. trapped on Earth and they got to get back home. And, uh, you know, uh, look, it's a car. What is that? Let's, let's, you know, let's fight it. You know, yeah. that kind of silly stuff. And the Skeletor, stuff. I remember, was kind of just kind of generic. Was, yeah, it was, it, was, it was generic. But it was Frank Langella who played Skeletor, who's, you know, pretty good actor and um, what could go wrong, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, what could go nothing. wrong? It's right. It's number one movie. What's What's also funny is that they, for the final battle between Skeletor and He Man, they had actually ran out of money. So the director, if you if you see the final like climactic like sword battle between the two of them, it's all backlit because I think they shot it like in his garage because they just didn't have any money left to you know build another set and have this you know choreographed like huge battle between Skeletor and He Man. Cool. And uh, yeah, Cannon wanted to make a, a franchise out of it, and of course, it failed miserably at the box office because, like you said, it had nothing to do with what the kids had grown up and seen on the cartoons yeah. or their toys. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay, just a cheesy space barbarian movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's a Cannon movie right there, cheesy yep. space barbarian. <laughs> okay, my number one. I'm gonna book in my list with another St- Sylvester Stallone. Nice. nice. I knew you'd be making a comeback. And it would be none other than 1986 Cobra. Cobra. Um, right and I actually on. watched this. I rewatched this uh, two days ago in preparations for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And God, it's awesomely bad. <laughs> it's so awesomely bad. And it's it's kind of it's pretty dark too, man. Yeah. I mean, it's he's basically fighting crime in Los Angeles against this kind of cult. Yeah. The serial killer cult, basically. Kind of like Charles Manson. Yeah. Manson family. Yeah. And they've you know they basically just murder people for no reason, basically just mm-hmm. for chaos or whatever. Yeah. But. Oh, man, the opening scene is, like, this standoff in a grocery store, man. <laughs> and, like, the police get there, and they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then they go, call in the Cobra. <laughs> and they bring in Stallone, man, and the Stallone just kind of walks in there. It's like, ducking behind these things. And, like, right, he right. grabs a Coors Light, or no, a Coors Banquet beer, like, off the rack, cracks it open, total product placement, <laughs> like, takes one drink of it, and is just, then he, like, throws it, and the dude, like, oh, shoots at the beer, and, like... Oh, there's some ridiculous product <laughs> placement in there, too. Oh, God. And then the best part is, so he, you know, spoiler alert, he, he kills the dude. And uh, yeah. <laughs> he, you know, swings his little gun around like like a Western and tucks it into his belt. And then they show close up and he has like a cobra <laughs> on the handle of his gun. <laughs> and it's just so cheesy. But And I swear, like, the font they use for it, cobra, is like the same font they use for Rambo, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it was like just, that same font. And it, it was just a generic action movie, really. Yeah. But, I mean... It's um, Bridget Nielsen's like the love interest in it. Yeah, you know, I think that was when kid. they were together yeah. in real life type mm-hmm. of thing. And it's uh, like she, her big role. Her yeah, big, she's like, being stalked by this mm-hmm. serial killer group kind of thing. Yeah. But oh man, it's 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 great. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's action packed. And you know how you know Stallone revisited some of these movies. You know, he made one last Rambo and one, one last, last Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. Like, 
Where's one last Cobra? Man? <laughs> you or see, one last over the you top. You want to see Cobra the next generation? I want to see like Cobra over the top combo. Oh, you okay. Know? You know. He has to go like, you know, save his twin brother who was uh, <laughs> was this washed up arm wrestler. Arm wrestler or being held <laughs> captive by the. I, I remember that movie call. poster was like all red with him with like a matchstick in his mouth. Yeah, he, that was his character's little trademark. He carried, and he, he carried and he around a, a wooden matchstick. He match had a gun that had a laser sight on it. And that was like the big sell of it was like. This new thing where it's like a gun, but it has like instead of like a, a scope on it, it has a laser sight on it. But yeah. it was like a handgun, so it's like you need that for a handgun. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. How does that make sense? Um, and the cri- the cri- the killer had like this insane like knife that they show like him oh, yeah. sharpening it and it has all these like spikes. Yeah, and, like these weird. Just, it looks totally like, a, like a knife that like an orc would have in Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like it's <laughs> something like in the eighties they'd warn your kids that if you play Dungeons and Dragons, your children yeah, get into these knives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah, it came. It, it just. Everything was over the top. Well, speaking of over the top, everything with Cobra was like done. Like, oh, how can we take it a step further? And it was supposed oh, to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, man. I think I read a story that it was supposed to be like, um, Special Stallone had passed on Die Hard. And so then he saw, he had this, they, Cannon gave him yeah, this script. Yeah, he like co-wrote the script. He co-wrote the so. script because he wanted to make his, because Die Hard made, you know, was a huge, huge hit. Yeah. Mega hit. Yeah. And so he wanted his Die Hard. But yeah, it yeah. just turned out to There's be. just some great ridiculous scenes. Like his his oh, apartment his apartment, yeah, his apartment send in, oh, send in the cobra. <laughs> his apartment is so like eighties and like yeah. he he like for breakfast he takes a piece of cold pizza out and like cuts yeah. it with a pair of scissors and eats like half of it. Because he's such a loner, man. Yeah, he doesn't dude. have time to eat to yeah. make cereal. <laughs> yeah. It's just the cobra doesn't have yeah, time. Cobra eats cold pizza with <laughs> Half a slice with scissors, man. Yeah, that was one of my honorable mentions was Cobra. All right, yeah, Co- let's hit some honorable mentions. Cobra along with uh, Enter the Ninja, All right, the first yeah. of the Ninja series. Yeah. Um, Delta Force, which was a Chuck Norris uh, big hit for canon. And uh, Barfly, which was about uh, – which would start um, – ah, gosh, it was about Chuck Bukowski, the, uh, Charles Bukowski, the, the poet, starring nice. Mickey Rourke. Nice, nice. Yeah, my honorable mentions were kind of the break-in movies and mm-hmm. then the Death Wish movies as well. Yeah, yeah Death Wish movies. I was going to add one of those to my list because I remember, like, watching one of them, but I can't remember which one I yeah, watched. Yeah, I can't remember which one's which either. You know, because they were all the no, same movie. And But Canon didn't do the first one. They just bought the rights to the yeah. rest of the series. Kind of like they did with the Superman it. 4. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, That's which is dishonorable mention. Dishonorable mention. Yeah. So bad. I just remember that being so bad, watching that as a kid, even thinking it was bad. Yeah. You know, the part yeah. where he goes to the moon and, fights and puts all the nuclear weapons nuclear, yeah and then nuclear, nuclear man, man just like pounds him into the pounds moon. Him into the moon yeah. yeah yeah they love that going into the ground thing because at the end of ninja 3 too <laughs> the ninja like starts spinning and he goes into the ground they must like, have creates like, an earthquake they man. must have some like props guy who knew how to who do, knew that. How to do that yeah <laughs> that i was know like how to make thing. a person go cool. into the and sink the, into the ground and one of the uh cr- one of the cannon guys love that effect like yeah i want to like, see I that i know how to film this trick yeah yeah it's really cool all right. Well, so, yeah. yeah that's watch, it. Uh, watch, the, watch the documentary. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, watch the documentary. Check out any of these movies. And actually just go Google that Wikipedia list and look down the list and be like, mm-hmm. just kind of be amazed about some of these movies and, that yeah. you remember and whatnot. Oh, another honorable mention, The Last American Virgin. It was like a 1982 film. It right. Was it was kind of like, like their Porkies. It was like their Porkies yeah. or Fast Times, Ridgemont High yeah. type of thing. And I had seen this movie before and I yeah. never knew what it was called. 
Uh, until I watched the documentary. I'm like, I remember that movie. Mm-hmm, you know, I just didn't mm-hmm. know what it was called. So. Right. And I think it was a remake, too, of like an Israeli movie. Yeah, right? one of their movies they yeah, did. Yeah, they produced early, like early, 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 early. Yeah, yeah, that they made in, Isra- in Israel. Yeah. Yeah, and it has like the, <laughs> the girl in it's the same woman who was the French foreign exchange student in Better Off Dead. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I recognize her, too. So um, <laughs> Nice. Unfortunately, Better Off Dead was not a canon movie. No. That would be number one on my list easily. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, so for the low five, we were just kind of talking about something similar to – we were trying to come up with a topic, and I suggested – we were talking about box office flops and stuff, and then yeah. that we were like, that's kind of too easy. So we came up with box office flops that we actually saw in the theater. Yeah, so we paid we paid. And we're money. not responsible for them flopping. We put in our <laughs> – yeah. we paid our price. We, yeah, we, paid, we bought our tickets. We, so. we bought our tickets. What about you guys, you know? So, exactly. um I don't know if I guess we'll just hit the list. So yeah. I'll let you hit just yours and I'll hit mine. Do the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't. Five, yeah, because I didn't five, really three, rank mine because I did. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, because I was trying to because I was trying to go through and okay, see like, what did I see in the theater because that was actually a good idea. Like, yeah, what did I see? It in the was theater hard. That was a flop, you know. I hadn't seen as many as I thought. Me, actually, me neither. You know? So actually, let's just go number five. Then, okay, I guess. All right, uh, my number five, real quick, is uh, Speed Racer by the Wachowskis. Oh, wow. you saw two thousand. I saw it in the theater. Wow. <laughs> I did. I paid money. I paid money, and uh, it's you know it was an anime come to life, and it was actually it wasn't that bad. Like it got a lot of shit. Yeah, I don't know why a lot of people didn't like it because it didn't yeah. make money. And I think that's why people didn't, you know, yeah. like people. Thought I mean, it was look a, at the original source material; it's pretty what weird they, and cheesy. What they did like, what though with expecting? that source material, turning it into a you know a pretty competent movie, they did a really good job, and it looks like a cart looks like a living. That's the movie. I, I, I think, know. I remember people thinking that looks like it, a, saying it was a just really psychedelic. You know, yeah, kinda, like, yeah, a drug so, movie really. <laughs> yeah, and it came after their the you know of course the Chelsea get the Matrix came after that and uh, was a flop. It was yeah. a huge flop for Warner Brothers. And, yeah. Um, the kind of Chelsea's really haven't they recovered. They have not recovered no. since that. No. Okay, my number five is a movie I just saw this summer. And um, <laughs> I was oh, – I, I kind of jumped the gun on is it, it a little, because – Is it a little, still a little early to say it's a flop? Well, I, 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 the reason I added it to this list is I saw an article yesterday or the day before I made this list that said – the new Ghostbusters is headed for a uh, seven, seventy million dollar. Well, we could put loss. that on my honorable mention then, because I saw it too. <laughs> yeah, so they, I guess it's not going to make its money back. Oh, that's too bad. So, um, not a horrible movie and not a great no, movie. You no, know, yeah, it's just okay. It didn't deserve the backlash it got from Jump Street, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it was just, it was just a competent, generic Hollywood movie. Yeah. In the long run, really, you know, mm-hmm. the special effects were amazing. Um, the actresses, they were great. The script itself, okay. Just yeah. basic, you know. Yeah. Um, it was one of those movies that I felt like the first half of it was so much funnier and better than once the action really mm-hmm. got rolling. And it yeah. was just... Then the action was just kind of like... So, yeah. It's, it's action that we've seen The before. new Ghostbusters, not great, not yeah. terrible. Some of the cameos just, were also okay. kind of shoehorned in yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they were so forced, wow. you know. Wow. They were so forced. My favorite was actually the Ivan Reitman... Uh, statue, just his head, just his head is bust at the school. <laughs> yes, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my favorite. That game. was because uh, that was more like a little Easter egg for you. you right, know? right, right. Cool. So yeah, yeah number five, Ghostbusters, nice. 2016. My number four was a little bit more of an obscure movie, kind of, um, but still a flop. Final Fantasy: The Spirits oh, Within. Oh, that's on my list too. Oh, nice. Uh, 2001. I think it was the first C- all CGI movie. That was like uh, maybe that, it was one of those, but, but they were like it was like not a not a kids cartoon. It was to not the be first a kids cartoon. that attempted like realism. Realism, yes, yeah. thank you, thank you. Yes, it wasn't attempted just realism like Shrek or a Toy right, Story or right. whatever. And so this was a movie that you know was based on the Final Fantasy video game series, but had nothing to do with it. Was a brand new story and all that stuff. Uh, funny story, real quick. 
um, went that went there with the next girl, ex girl of mine, and her, fr- her sister and her friends, and they were all excited to see this movie. Like, oh man, this is gonna be crazy, and we're gonna smoke some weed before we go in because then it'll totally blow our minds. Ten minutes into the movie, the whole row of them fast asleep, <laughs> just passed out. I I want I wish you know this is this is pre cell phone yeah photo uh, camera yeah so I wish I had been able to take a picture of that but yeah just they were just completely out for the rest of the movie. Well, I I, it was I, boring. I also <laughs> saw this movie in the theater too. So that's my and, number four. Uh, I might, I'll just make it my number four. I'm, I had it as my number three. I'll bump it down. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing it too. I actually got free passes to see like sneak preview. Of this oh, movie. see, so you got, there. I actually paid money. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, same thing. I remember waiting, you know, where you wait in the long old line and you get and see the movie. And I yeah. remember like coming out thinking, wow, that looked amazing, but I have but no, I had idea, no idea what, what happened. it was about. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Yeah, it what lo- was it, it about? It you did know? look pretty amazing. It looked great, but I was like. What happened? I don't know the oh. story. And I still don't remember the and story. And they got again. all excited about, we're going to trip out. We're going to watch this crazy movie about, <laughs> like, space and stuff. And 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> it, it probably puts you to sleep today. Too, yeah, yeah, it probably will. All but, right. yeah, that was uh, one of those movies, too. I, I, I actually looked up the numbers. A $132 million budget in yeah. 85. It cost so. a lot of money. I could tell, they, too. Yeah, and they you said, like, it just kept going over budget. But they were mm-hmm. already so deep in, they had to right. keep, let it ride, you know. Right, yeah. So far into it, yeah. So that's your number four. No, I'll that's make it your... my number four too. Right. Yeah. So number three. All right, number three for me or you? I don't know you. All right, <laughs> <laughs> my number three, which I'm almost ashamed to say, but now nah, I don't care. Batman and Robin, 1997. Oh, wow. I saw that too. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I think didn't a lot know of people if it did. was a flop or not. I, I knew it was it, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was it it actually is considered a flop because it didn't make all of its money back. So okay. I mean, it did make money. But not entirely. The studio didn't claims that they didn't make a profit from it. So okay. I'm going with technically a flop. All right, um, fair enough. You know, everyone knows why this was bad. George yeah. Clooney, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the end of the Batman movie franchise for a while. Um, what more can be said? Yeah, it was like they just tried to pile it all in. Bane was in it too. Bane was in it. Yeah, um, Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy was the they just like piled it on, and, and it was, was Robin and Batgirl. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. yeah Batgirl. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, it was terrible. You know, and the director later came back and tried to say it was an homage to the 60s Batman TV show. But come on, man. You yeah. weren't doing that when you were making the yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, right. canon level bad, dude. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. You can say it would it would have been a good canon movie if it yeah. actually had been a canon movie. Yeah. It was that level of bad. Yeah, for sure. Well, my number three, I, uh, it was a 1991 Hudson Hawk. Oh wow! Bruce Willis. You yeah. saw that at the theater? Yeah, wow. I did. I did. I don't know anybody who saw that in the exactly. Theater. <laughs> yeah, I was. One, I saw it at the old Tivoli Theater down there. Um, my mom was actually going back to school to get her master's at that time, and I was I was at this kind of weird age where, you know, not necessarily I could I guess I could have stayed home alone type of thing, but my mom would take me and my sister down to the Tivoli. And we'd go watch a movie while she was in class. So, like, that summer that that came out, I saw, like, almost every movie, you know, that mm-hmm. it came out in that. Oh, yeah. So, like, so that, yeah, if yeah, you're gonna, ended up seeing Hudson Hawk. So, Hawk's, it's just dude. one of those movies you have to see. And I just remember, see. like, right now, looking back on it, like, I just don't remember it being good. <laughs> I just, it was like, I was so, I was <laughs> actually like just, a thief or something? Yeah, he was like a jewel thief. Jewel you know, thief, and yeah. And he, like, got out of jail and then he got blackmailed and into, like, right. getting back into crime. And right. It was, like, just... 
they tried to like market it almost like a comic book movie. Like, yeah, it's big. You know, yeah. like the name, like, like, almost like come Indiana Jones, but he's a thief. You know, and yeah, and, and, and it was just like, yeah. <laughs> and I big, I just remember it being eh, okay. It was a movie. You know? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Way to pass the time, basically. But apparently, it was it was a big flop. Yeah, make no money. It, it was lost a pretty a big flop. Money, so. Yeah. That's my number three. Nice. All right, my number two is the movie Crawl that came out in 1983. Wow, you saw that? <laughs> oh yeah, I saw it in the theater. Wow. Um, I I, I like this movie, and I watched it recently, and I still like it. This was a big. It was a fantasy science fiction movie um, that they actually spent a lot of money on. It still, you know, some of the effects still look pretty good today. Um, I think they originally the concept was to draw was to um, tie it into the Dungeons and Dragons because that was a huge craze. That was like when yeah, it started to I remember really pick the up. poster, man. It was about you know this guy. There was a it was basically swashbuckling. You know, a prince has got to save the princess. He's got a special weapon. Um, the bad guy is this b- big evil monster. Go and that's it. Um, but you know, it's it's got it's harrowing and it's got a good story and it's got good special effects. Um, and I think, you know, in a way, it still kind of holds up today. I'm a little sentimental about it. But, uh, yeah, there was, I don't know, I think it was good. But, uh, again, it was a huge flop. And I saw it in the theater, and I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> yeah. So I think it kind of makes up for my Batman and Robin. You know, spending you money on Batman yeah. and Robin. There you go, yeah. All right, my number two is uh, another movie that I like, too. And uh, it's none other than Kevin Smith's second film, Mallrats. Oh, that's and a good one. I was one. actually one of the few people that did see it in the theater. Yeah. Apparently, hardly anybody did, and it was yeah, it was considered I... a flop. It was this follow-up to Clerks. Mm-hmm. Pretty, I mean, same sort of right. humor, but totally different. A little you know? bit more, uh, I guess you could say, college humor Yeah, and Clerks. a little more just you could tell it was a big A little more slapsticky humor. Yeah, yeah, like some of it's forced, some of it's... Kind of, kind of was kind of like more Animal House, you know, like he was kind of trying to go for that sort yeah, of yeah. You know, it was not fun, you know, like his fun teen comedy. Yeah, Clerks. He was highly uh, influenced by like Richard Linklater and stuff, mm-hmm. and you could definitely see that. And this, it's more like it looks like a studio comedy, really, right? You know, yeah, with Kevin Smith touch, you know? studio teen comedy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, but it, you know, it cost him six point one million, and it only made two point one million. Yeah, you it know? was a flop. It was yeah. a flop, but I mean, it didn't cost the studios a hell of a lot of money. No, but. No. Um, but yeah, I, I just like Kevin Smith's, I think it's affected. He's still heard about it to this day about yeah. how, how, how hard that flopped. Yeah. And, it, 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 it affected him a lot. I think cause he held hot, really high hopes for it, you know? Yeah. And he had just made clerks, which was yeah, a huge and, movie. And you've been told you're the best new dude on the block. And then when you come up with the second right, movie with, right. when you actually have money and a budget yeah. and all this stuff yeah, and look a real crew and then you... Yeah. Shit the bed, you know. Um, I think, uh, they were at one point they were going to replace Jason Muse who played Jay with, uh, Seth Green. Wow, because be the bizarre. studio the studio didn't like Jay Jason yeah. Muse. Yeah, um, and uh, well, yeah. that would have made it worse. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's still a funny movie. I still yeah, I can still sure. watch it and laugh and yeah, you know, I mean, it's, chuckle at it's like still the lines. rewatchable. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's quotable too, mm-hmm. and um, it's quotable like the Big Lebowski is kind of. Yeah, you know. and I actually went and saw it in the theater, so it's not my fault, Kevin Smith. <laughs> we tried to back you up. We tried. Nice. So all right, our number one. My flop. number one yeah. is one of the biggest flops of all time. Might be mine too. Howard the Duck. Oh, wow. <laughs> From 1986. Oh, wow. Nice. I went to the theater, and I, I, my, my, I think my dad took me to see this, or my mom. No, it was my mom. She took me to see this movie. She paid good money for it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like, again, what can you say about that hasn't been said before about Howard the Duck? Um, awesomely bad. Really. Awesomely, yeah, awesomely bad, but still kind of bad. Like, yeah, you watch it. More bad than More good. bad than awesomely bad. Yeah. Um, just, you know, they took this surreal comic 
And George Lucas, oh, it was done by George Lucas, by the yeah. way, for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, and Lucas liked the absurdity, absurdness and the film noir style of the comic book. But then he made the film more of like a, like, like, like a more like real, like a real movie, like a real cartoon movie. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Which actually hit the producers wanted him to make it a cartoon after they read the script. They're like, you should make this into a cartoon. We shouldn't pay this, spend the money to make yeah. this live action. And George was like, nope, nope. I want to make it a real live action movie. <laughs> I want to see this. I want to see this real live duck. Oh, and it's just, it's, it's, it, the tone is wrong and it's it a weird, they, they took the, the, you know. Howard the Duck of the Comics was kind of a Sam Spade, you know, film noir mm-hmm. stories. Lots of satire. You yeah, know. and in this, he's like a, a a manager for a rock band. Yeah, who's in love with the human girl, and it's like what? Yeah, and and he it's it's pretty campy too. I mean, oh, extremely. Like, the part where he's like extremely. dancing on the bar and like yeah, it has the bizarre part where like at the beginning where the, the they have the. Female duck with like duck boobs and stuff. Yeah, duck boobs where you're like, you're like, that's weird. Like, should I be seeing this as a little yeah, kid? And my mom yeah. was like, I didn't know whether to cover your eyes because that's yeah, why. Like, why ducks, is that there? They have nipples. Like, yeah, yeah, like why? Why is that? And there? he he like comes home and he has a subscription to Play Duck magazine. Yeah, Play Duck magazine, and it's like the 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 comic was more kind of like aimed towards adults. Oh, for sure. But Lucas wanted to make it aim towards kids, but it wasn't a kid movie. Yeah. So, again, it's like, man, the whole thing was just the concept of it was screwed up and deserved to be the disaster that it was. Yeah. Well, my number one that I saw at the box office was – I never saw Howard the Duck at the, at the theater. <laughs> I saw it on cable, you know. Yeah. Uh, my number one was one of the biggest flops of all time, so it's not my fault, but Waterworld. <laughs> oh, Waterworld. wow. I didn't yeah. even see that movie. Me and my <laughs> – me and, me and my buddy Chris Boyd, shout out to Chris Boyd, listener of the podcast. We uh, we went and saw that together at the Tivoli Theater downtown Denver, and I think I mean we weren't the only people, but no, it was no, you weren't the only people it, who saw that movie, but and it wasn't horrible either. Yeah, you know, there was it's two other great. guys. Yeah, <laughs> there was like about three <laughs> other people. No, but I mean it was basically like Mad Max on water. Yeah, you know, if that's, that's it. That's the pitch, yep. really, right there. And, uh, you know, like the earth's gone to hell and the polar ice caps melt. So now we're all covered in water and right, whatnot. Right. So, and like There's dirt, no dirt is now the new uh, right. money, you know, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. dirt, you know. <laughs> dirt, yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Dennis Hopper in it again. Yep, Dennis, Dennis Hopper, Hopper making both villain. lists, man. He did. Nice. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not great. But it's not yeah. terrible either, you know. Yeah. It's just. It the concept is, sounds yeah. kind of cool. Like you would. Yeah. And this was would, when Kevin Costner was on fire. Oh, yeah. Until this movie. Well, that's what know? he did. He took he took that, that you know, that fame and that yeah, popularity. That, with that, wolves and all, What he you know, had, like, you know. I'm do, and yeah. he turned it into that. And then tried to turn it into the Postman. And then and he then did another just, flop. Another huge flop. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't wow, think he's dude. ever recovered, really. Let's get to He doesn't deserve to be, I don't think. After you make two huge flops like that, that you're like, these are my passion projects. Yeah. And I guess, like. It was already over budget, and then like all the sets got destroyed because enormously like, they over filmed budget. it on in water. Yeah, for real. you're filming and, the whole movie on and, water, yeah, which so is like like a hurricane destroyed half the yeah. sets, and they had to rebuild all that. So it was like, yeah, it was just a disaster. And I think like that was one, like that was the last movie to be shot entirely on like a huge studio movie shot entirely on water until Titanic, yeah. which well I mean that wasn't shot entirely on water, but they studio. did a lot of water yeah know, things. Yeah, no one was going to touch that. Yeah. Waterworld. No water I've never water. actually seen Waterworld what? from beginning to end. Okay. Just 
clips here. And yeah, there. it's on like used to be on TNT all the time. Yeah, it was like, so and I just like copy. Yeah, you, you go by and like, oh, this yeah. is on. And then, well, because they like reference Denver in it too, or Colorado. Oh, because like, it's like one of the Colorado like they thought the, they could go yeah, or something. That's like the closest they could swim down to right get to some actual dirt land, the mountains or something. <laughs> the top top of Pikes Peak. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. They do reference it. At some right. Point, yeah, and, so. and of course. Kevin Costner had gills. Yeah, he he could like he could evolution. Go. He evolved. Yeah, he evolved because he got flip. He's got yeah, fins he's or kinda, web fingers yeah, and toes. And he could breathe in the water. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a very fast evolution. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was our low five, man. Uh, so. I got some honorable mentions real all right, quick. All right. Let's uh, I got Meet Joe Black that I saw in wow. the theater that I paid for. Um, Popeye. From oh, 1980 whoa. with Robin Williams. Whoa. That was, you know, pretty crazy. I fell asleep in that during that. Wow. Uh, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which unfortunately was a flop. Ah, man. My honorable mention is uh, Judge Dredd, the first one. With, with, Stallone. with Stallone. Bring yeah. him back I saw Stallone. that in a drive-in, Another. actually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> drive-in double feature. <laughs> I can't remember what the other movie was. Um, and uh, Hugo? The Scorsese animated one? Apparently uh, that was... Uh, not animated, but the children's Yeah, I mean, not animated, movie. but yeah, the children's mm-hmm. movie. It has the, That was a flop, yeah. yeah which, that I mean, movie was It was good. critically acclaimed, but did not make the that box was pretty office good. money back. That know? was actually a good movie. I liked that movie. Yeah, it had cool special effects. It was mm-hmm. a cool little story. Yeah. I actually saw that in theater, too, and then I was looking. I just, like, Googled, like, biggest yeah, box office that flops. That was a flop. Then, like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Too. That's, that was an unfortunate flop. Yeah. One of those unfortunate ones. Yeah. They got it wrong. Cool. All right. Well, that well does it. yeah. Um, feel free to email us topics. We obviously really do use them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's high five download podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back next episode with a special guest and a whole new special topic. All right. Stay tuned. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Thanks. <laughs>